Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, episode 101. If you didn't get a chance to go back and listen to episode 100, it was really fun to kind of recap everything that uh, we've done in the almost year that this show has been around. So jump back one episode and go listen to that one, but not until you finish listening to today, because today I have a guest who is kind of doing something unique. I actually met Jeff Root a couple of days ago at a San Diego State Alumni Association meeting in Austin, Texas. Now, when I moved to Austin, Texas 24-plus years ago, when uh, I would look around for other people who went to school in Southern California, much less San Diego State, there was not a lot of people here. I used to make the joke that you could have the San Diego State Austin Alumni Association meeting in a phone booth course, that's funny because 24 years ago, there were actually phone booths. But now there's over 2,000 alumni from San Diego State who live in the Austin and San Antonio area. And so the Alumni Association is starting to crop up. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things you start a conversation with somebody. And, you know, I always ask people what they do, because it's so fascinating to learn what people do. And Jeff's answer was, I have an online life insurance company, and I teach other people how to build their life insurance businesses online. And right away, I could tell Jeff was the type of guy I wanted to have here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Jeff, welcome to the show. All right. Thanks for having me. So I gave kind of a little overview of what you do, but why don't you explain what an online life insurance company is and also how you got into teaching other people? Sure. So the traditional way of selling life insurance for the past century has been face-to-face, belly-to-belly, kitchen table, in-your-office type life insurance sales. And so I'm I've built my life insurance agency just marketing online over the internet. And I've been doing that for the past eight years now. And so, I mean, everything I do is I can run from anywhere with an internet connection. So it's completely different than what we've been taught, the traditional way of selling life insurance. And so along the way, as I've been doing this, I keep getting other agents. They see me on these advertisements or on the first page of Google or just different places online. And they keep asking me, hey, how are you doing doing this? Does this work? And so after getting probably almost daily messages about five years ago, four or five years ago, I decided about three years ago to start a blog. And then that blog turned into a podcast. And now I have, you know, I'm teaching other agents to do what I'm doing. So basically, I go through my daily life of, of marketing online, for my life insurance agency. And then any, any, any of my big wins and everything I share with my audience. And I also interview other, other agents who are doing other things successfully because I know I'm not the only one who has success in this industry. So it's kind of sharing those ideas across the industry. Well, and one of the things I loved when, when I first met you, you're a lot younger than I am. And you were saying that, you know, being a life insurance salesman right out of college, you know, people look at a 24-year-old or 20, whatever, 25-year-old, and, you know, this is not exactly who they want to put their, you know, family's financial future health in their hands. And so you said you had to look for other ways to do it. So let's talk about what inspired you to sort of break away from the mold and and do this your own way. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I mean, I feel like I didn't have the financial scars that the, <laughs> the you know everybody wanted me to have. You know, fresh faced guy out of college trying to sell financial plans and life insurance. So. So yeah, I mean, it all started, I guess, with with my father, who's an attorney, and I remember. 
you know, in elementary school when he made partner at his law firm and just how cool it was and how excited um, our family was. And then in my early high school years, he went off to start his own private law practice and he was really successful doing it, just crushing it. And at the same time, he showed up to all my baseball games, took us on family vacations, was totally present. And I've always remembered that. And so for me, that's what I want in life. And, you know, and, and, and knowing, you know, c- coming out of school and, you know, and, and, uh, and going the, the career path of being a financial planner, um, that, that was the goal, was to have that lifestyle. I, it was a lifestyle design choice I was going after. So, you know, I, I was completely attracted to the high income potential, potential and the flexibility in life. You know, a nine to five option, nine to five job was never an option for me. You know, in fact, like out of college, I've either been in a 100% commission job or an entrepreneur. I've never held a job. <laughs> well, in, in college I have, but outside of college I, I haven't. So, you know, for, for me it was never an option to not become an entrepreneur and, you know, and go out on my own and do this. I just kind of rolled with the punches as life gave me, you know. I started as a financial planner, uh, couldn't get in front of the people I wanted to get in front of, so I figured out a way to do it. And that way was to hire a telemarketer, and make cold calls and try and sell over the phone. That's how I got started. And then I got into online marketing after that. Well, it's interesting. You brought up the fact that, you know, your dad was an attorney and, and you probably don't know this, but I know a lot of my audience knows I, I was the legal, I was the market legal marketing director for a couple of big law firms earlier in my career. And now I coach a lot of lawyers on their biz dev skills because they're not taught that. And mm-hmm. also, you know, that sort of becomes sort of a lifestyle coach also with a lot of these lawyers. And what's very interesting is you talked about how your dad made partner in a big firm. But then he went out and started his own practice. And because of that, he was able to go and go to your baseball games and be present. It's so interesting because so many of the people in any industry, it's not just lawyers, they climb to the top in their big firm and they look around and they've missed all of that stuff. They haven't been able to take those extended family vacations. And a lot of lawyers get stuck into their big firm partnership. And so you had a good role model in your father who showed that if you if you launch out on your own, you can have that flexibility. You can still earn the big income. However, you have that flexibility to show up at the baseball game. Yep, absolutely. So you recently, I know you have a young child and another one on the way. I understand that you and your wife actually took your business on the road and took an extended vacation last year. <laughs> yeah. So you you sort of followed that role model to a, to a new extreme. Tell us about what you were able to do. Yeah. So in the summer of 2014, uh, I took my son one and a half years old at the time and my wife, and we spent three months in Europe and about three weeks in Thailand and I didn't skip a beat in my business. So I set my business up. You know, I have systems and processes throughout my whole business so it can run without me. And, you know, I, I'm in it for maybe a few hours a day um, to just maintain and still grow a little bit. And, you know, I was able to take that, uh, everything I learned, everything I've done, and was able to just travel around Europe with my family. It was, it was, it was my favorite experience of my life so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Even and traveling, I, I plan to do it again. even traveling with a one and a half year old in Europe, it was still a good experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I think it's the perfect day you can strap them right to your back and you know, <laughs> they either sleep or they want to play. And if they play, you just let them out, run around for half an hour and then they're at, you know, they're fine again. <laughs> actually pretty easy. I've had the good fortune throughout my career to be able to take my kids on some pretty uh, good vacations. I don't know that we did it when they were one and a half, but the first time of, I think, five times we took the kids over to Europe, uh, the youngest was three. And everybody said, oh my God, you can't take a three-year-old to Europe. That's a nightmare. But you know what? When you set the expectations high, your kids rise to it. And Kate's nickname at the time was the human tornado. I mean, she was just always off in 500 directions. And yet while we were on that trip, you know, most of the time she realized that this trip was 
was special and, and she, you know, rose to that occasion. And, you know, we've had that fortune to take them, you know, all around and now they're older. I mean, it's a lot, we took them to Canada this summer and it's a lot different when you're traveling with adult children or, or, you know, seriously into their teens children, uh, than when you're traveling with the little ones. And in fact, I think we like it better as they're older, but one and a half, man, that's, that's a brave thing to go for that long with a baby. Yeah, I, it, it worked for us. <laughs> so you said that what happened as you started to gain all this success is other people started coming to you and saying, hey, can you teach me to do that? And, and I find that in my own career. I get people who want me to coach them either on starting a speaking career to be able to leave their company and go start their own thing. And when that first happens, you know, does it kind of catch you off guard when someone comes and says, you know, especially when they're older, or maybe more established, and they say, hey, teach me what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially I think the average age in the life insurance industry is I think like 58 years old or something. So most people are decades older than I am that are coming to me for help. And it's just kind of you know, kind of flip the tables on everything we're doing. And it's not something I really have the time to do to do some sort of one-on-one consulting. So I started a blog that turned into the podcast to do that. But yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was completely out of my comfort zone to teach people because I was just learning this stuff myself and seeing success um, and to kind of flip it around and show other people how to do it. I have no problem doing that. I, I have an abundance mindset where I think there's plenty of room for all of us out there um, it's just a matter of, of conserving my time. Well, you know, it's interesting because you talk about the fact that, you know, you have this abundance mindset. I think that's great because too many people get very caught up in where's my slice of the pie? Where's my slice of the pie? And, you know, I, the, the motto of the National Speakers Association, which I'm a really active member, is let's grow the pie so that everybody can have bigger slices. And I, and mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot, you know, sort of to be said for that. Uh, but I found that, like, and you kind of touched on this, I found that when I started coaching people on, you know, how to find that success, either in my industry or, or just as a solopreneur, what I found was I, at first I thought, well, I'm not qualified to be their coach. But what I found was, is if I was just one or two steps down the road ahead of them, I was actually qualified and we learned together. I mean, they got everything they want out of the relationship. They learn, they grow their businesses, but at the same time by teaching others. And, and, and I think it's one of the ways that the brain learns is when we teach, we learn more. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. And, and one of the things that I'm doing and I've continued to do for the past couple of years that is along the same lines is, and I've had this for over a year and a half, the same mastermind group, businesses on my revenue levels, and we help each other through our business challenges and everything. And to have that accountability and, and that, you know, and, and other people that know your business, that's not just you thinking within your business, within your, within your shell, within your mind, you know, to kind of get it out there and get other outside stuff. That's been really huge for me. So you bring up an interesting point about your mastermind group. Now, is that all people in the life insurance business or are there people with similar size businesses, but in different practices? Different practices. There's not one life insurance agent in there. So um, it's a sales and marketing mastermind. So they're all sales and marketing focused business. Well, I guess every business is sales and marketing. Well, they, I, I don't think they all are, but they all should be. Right, right. So, but, but yeah, that, that's the, that is the base of it is, you know, a certain level of revenues and sales and marketing. So we all have like similar, um, challenges. So is it a local group? Is it all people here in Austin, Texas, or are you all virtual? We're all virtual. So I actually belong to two mastermind groups. And if you listen to this show regularly, you guys know, listeners know that I can't say enough great things about the power of the mastermind group. And and I'm in groups with all, everybody's a speaker, but oftentimes we speak on different topics. So we're not really competitors, but even if we overlap again, it's that abundance mentality. It's that pie. And if someone hires me, 
you know, to speak this year, you know, they don't necessarily want the same keynote speaker next year. So they can have one of my friends, you know, and everybody kind of wins. But being able to have that accountability and just the other ideas, people who look at things from the outside or one of the people in my mastermind group, she she lives in California, but she's coming to a seminar in Texas. And if you bought two tickets, it was almost two for the price of one. And since I live in Texas, she called and said, hey, you want to be my date for this conference? And I looked it up and it was really like meaty stuff for people with businesses at my level who want to grow them and are willing to you know be on a hot seat and have their butt kicked. And I was telling another friend in a different industry that she did that. And they're like, why would a competitor bring you along? And I said, well, because she doesn't see me as a competitor. She sees me as part of her board of directors because I'm in her mastermind group. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what recommendations do you have if people want to start a mastermind group? What recommendations do you have for them? So if you've never heard of a mastermind group, I recommend reading the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He's kind of the the, um, person who introduced masterminds. And then from there, I would just um, I would start one yourself and just kind of put it out there with people um, and and make it a strict set of roles. You know, you have to show up at this time on this day, and if you can't make it, don't even apply to be on it. You have to be under these revenues. You don't want people that are you know below you or way above you. You want to have you know similar challenges. And just kind of put it out there to your to your groups and see if anybody's interested in getting together and just make it, you know, every what we do is we talk about, you know, what we did last week, what we're going to do this week for accountability, and then what our biggest challenge is, and we talk through that challenge for this week. And so you can talk about whatever you want. But, um, you know, that's basically the structure of, of how our masterminds are set up. Well, and if somebody wants to listen to how to start a mastermind group, you can go back to episode 55 of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And my mastermind group actually film or filmed, there's no film involved, uh, recorded an episode for this podcast before we did a panel called Mastermind Construction Zone at South by Southwest. And we talk about how we put the group together. And, you know, one guy in the group has doubled his income, you know, in the past year and a half or two years that we've had the group solely, well, not solely, a lot of it's all because he's great at what he does. But part of it is from the ideas and the accountability that he got from our group. Mm -hmm. And, And for me, I mean, I think my business leveled up when I started joining other groups, not necessarily mastermind groups, but, but other associations or groups. You know, I have this, I'm in this location independent entrepreneurs group. We meet in Thailand every October. And, um, you know, that's been huge for my business because it's not just the people my mastermind connect with. I connect with a lot of other people um, that share a lot of the same uh, ideology, ideologies that, that, that I do, whether it's, you know, travel, entrepreneurship, everything within that. And then I just, we just connect. And then from there, it's really easy to talk about business and what we're doing. And the things that I do, the things that I'm doing my business right now, I didn't make this stuff up. I learned it from other entrepreneurs. You know, I'm just implementing it in my niche. So well, and attending a group like that, I mean, obviously, to go to Thailand for a week and meet with a group every year, you know, you've got to be somewhat committed to your business and your growth and ideas. Mm -hmm. And so the people who show up have to be amazing, because, you know, otherwise, you can't afford to go to Thailand, right? Yeah. And these groups are everywhere too, not just that one, but, but I mean, I see them everywhere. I wish I could join all of them, but I just <laughs> don't have the, <laughs> the commitment or the time to do it. Well, but it's the same thing. Like, you know, you heard about the San Diego state alumni meeting. I think mm-hmm. you were the one who'd heard about it that day. Your friend said, Hey, you want to come along? Yeah. And you said, 
Yeah. And yet, you know, your wife is 10 days away from delivering a baby and you've got a busy business and things like that. But yet you put yourself out there. And that's what I teach people all the time about networking is people overthink it. They're like, well, in fact, I invited a friend to the San Diego State area alumni meeting and they were like, yeah, that doesn't interest me. Well, why, why doesn't it interest you? There's going to be, I think we had like 50 people there of all age groups from just out of college to, you know, 10 years out like you, 20 some odd years out like me. You know, there was a whole, you know, hodgepodge of people, but it was fascinating to, to meet all the people and, and to make these connections. And if, if you don't go, you're not going to meet someone fascinating like Jeff Ruth that then you can bring onto your show and who knows where this goes. So right. y- you have to be willing to say yes. And then also when I said I want you on my show, your answer was yes, let's do it this week. And I always think the best entrepreneurs are oftentimes people who just say yes. I mean, they don't overthink things and they just make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I know from just working with other entrepreneurs, you have to do things right now or so they don't get done. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's exactly yeah. right. Hey, so I mean, when, one of my questions usually is what led you to become an entrepreneur, but A, you sort of answered it. And B, you're one of these people who just knew from the get-go you wanted to work for yourself. Yeah. And I get jealous, Jeff, when I hear people say, you know, yeah, I did it right out of college. I mean, I wish I could go back. I started my own business six years ago. I was, you know, 43 years old. I wish I could go back and be 23 years old because it would have been a lot less painful to make some of the mistakes along the way. So, you know, I get really excited and, and somewhat jealous when I meet people who've always been been doing this because I think if I could change one thing in my life, I'd go back and start my business a lot earlier. So we know that you were sort of always led into it and it was something you were going to do. But, you know, besides just the freedom to take your family to Europe for a month, what do you love about the life of being an entrepreneur? So for me, I mean, it's, it's just the flexibility and I know it, it kind of goes along the same lines of what you, of, of travel and everything, but that, that is why I do this. Um, I, you know, I, I live for experiences in life and, you know, this is a means to get there. I don't want to work a nine to five job where I, you know, I can't go out to Barton Springs today if I didn't want to, you know, for a swim or, if I, you know, didn't want to pick up my son from work, you know, or from, I'm sorry, from school. <laughs> God, I was going to so, say, he's only two. You're already putting him to work. Work on my mind. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's just the flexibility of it all. And even though I, you know, I, I believe entrepreneurs, we always talk about how we, you know, we want to get out of the nine to five, 40 hours a week. We actually work more than that, but it's the flexibility of it all. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, that, that is the one thing that I, that I truly love about and, you know, being an entrepreneur. Well, and in, in my world, because, you know, I speak at conferences and I do training for companies and I go in, you know, to different types of meetings, either as the opening keynote or as the master of ceremonies or as the trainer, I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. And I recently had the opportunity to interview my daughter for a, a broadcast that I was doing. And, you know, I asked her, I go, what, what's it like to be the you know, to be the, the the kid of a professional speaker. And r- without missing a beat, she said, well, you're gone a lot. And, you know, that's not great. But when you're home, you're home and you're able to participate in everything. And I thought, wow, you know, that's, uh, you know, the kids see that. So they understand that, you know, there's, there's work, there's times daddy has to go away, but that when I'm here, I have some flexibility to be able to, you know, be around the house and do stuff with them and, and things like that. So, you know, hopefully they'll look back and not say, oh, dad was married to his job, but that, wow, you know, when he was home, he was able to really be home. Yeah, that, that's really important. If you can be present, that is the number one thing I believe you can give your children. So is there anything you don't love about the life of an entrepreneur? Are there ever days you look around at some of your college buddies and say, gosh, I wish I worked for an accounting firm like them? <laughs> well, you know, I would say that work is always on my mind. And, you know, the fires that you have in your business, the, you know, everything relies on you. The fires you have to put out, 
that's on you. And, you know, all the stresses that come along with the business, it's really hard to, to separate that from personal life. I, I struggle with that personally. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs do that too, where work is always on your mind. And um, so for me, that's that's really the 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 biggest struggle um, that you know I have with entrepreneurship. So Jeff, I've got a couple more questions for you. I want to learn what's sure. exciting and cool right now with your business. Okay. But first, I got to thank my sponsor. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Jeff Root. For an exclusive offer for those listening to cool things entrepreneurs do, visit podfly.net slash cool things. So Jeff, what is it we call the show cool things entrepreneurs do? What are you doing in your business that's cool? <laughs> well, like you, my podcast seems to really resonate with people. So one of the things that is, you know, that I think it's kind of podcasts have been around for a while, but I yeah, feel over like well over a decade. Yeah. yeah, well over a decade. Yeah, there's this resurrection of them right now. Where um, there's, I feel like there's more and more people that are that are coming online and, and listening to podcasts. So my podcast seems to really resonate with people and being in people's earbuds, you know, while they walk or on the radio while they drive or at the gym. You know, it establishes this level of trust in my business, at least, where. If I'm on the phone with somebody, it's like, you know, I've always had it like, hey, I feel like I already know you, you know, <laughs> like I've, I've heard your voice. I hear it at my house. I hear it in my car. And it's one of those things where it just builds this immediate trust. And, you know, if you have the type of business where a podcast can be, um, you can implement a podcast and it would be beneficial to your audience, then I suggest, you know, you do it. It's, it's, it's been a game changer for my business. Well, and for mine as well. And it's so fascinating because I get to interview really interesting people who do different types of stuff. So I've never thought of online insurance sales before, but you know, I get to interview people like you and that inspires me to think, how does that work for my business? Or just, you know, just being around people with high energy gets me more excited to go do things. But the other side is you talked about that trust you build up. I recently, you know, I'm over a hundred episodes now, but I recently, I started to have a lot of people wanting me to coach them. And at first I was like, eh. and it wasn't just that, Hey, I'm I qualified? It was, I'm really busy. Do I want to take that on? And I don't want to charge some giant amount that I don't think is equal to the value. And that was some advice I got was come up with a really high coaching dollar number. And if someone says, yes, you make a really high number. And I thought, well, that's not really my style. But I kept getting calls, and, and there's you know something I really believe in is that sometimes the universe is telling you what to do. So on a podcast just several episodes ago, I opened up and said, yeah, I'm doing this now. And I started talking about it because I've been doing it for six years, and two or three people at a time, whatever. And three people who listened to the podcast reached out to me within a couple of days of that episode and said, I want to talk to you about what you're doing. And it was really amazing because – they did trust me and they kind of liked my personality and they said, you know, if I'm going to work, I've been seeking the right coach and I like what, you know, I kind of like your attitude, you know, let's talk about what you can offer. And it was like, wow, you know, these people feel like they know me because they've listened to 10, 15, 20 episodes. And that was a real eye opener. So I'm a real big fan of, like you, I'm a real big fan of people starting podcasts, but you got to be committed to it. Because if you have yep. pod fade and it dies out, you know, your listeners won't come back. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's just great for networking because as you know, when you interview your guests, and at least when I interview my guests, um, you know, it's all within my industry. So I'm building a big network of other people who are influencers who are successful 
um, that you know I I don't you know I can reference, I can refer, they can refer. I'm just building a big network of people, um, which is you know a, a byproduct of doing the podcast. Well, I've been teaching business professionals full time six years and probably five years before that on this whole idea of how to build your network, right? How to really do it so that it matters because everybody thinks, oh, I have to go to a networking event and they trade cards and they send a LinkedIn request and nothing ever happens and they can't figure out why. Well, it's because that's not networking. That's trading cards and linking in with someone you don't know. And so Mm -hmm. I've been teaching people, how do you actually take that to the level where it really leads to real benefits for everybody, mutually beneficial relationships. And I will be honest, I have never found a tool that is easier for me to reach out to somebody, call them and get them to say yes, than being able to call up anyone and say, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And you're a great example. I just met you a couple days ago. I said, do you want to be on my podcast? You said, yes. Now we're having this conversation. You might have me on your show. So we have that conversation. And then we discovered we live four blocks away. So I'm going to see you at the supermarket. <laughs> it's a you know, little creepy if you think about it. <laughs> it is a little creepy. We're actually via Skype when literally, you know, I could run to his house and I don't really run. So it's not even a mile away. <laughs> but uh, but I'll see you at the supermarket. And these conversations that we'll have on our podcast podcasts will elevate that friendship just a little bit more rather than just a little conversation in a bar. When I see you, it'll be like, oh, yeah, this is my friend Jeff. So I think it does fast forward relationships if you do it right. Absolutely. Hey, well, Jeff, you know, we could talk about Jeff Root and all the cool things you do all day long. But I think some of the best entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. I think they're watching and they're they're paying attention to what other people are doing. So outside of your own business, who's someone who you see that you think, wow, they're crushing it? Oh man, someone I see who is crushing it. Well, I see a lot of entrepreneurs right now kind of unbundling products and creating a focus. So basically picking something, doing it really well, knowing everything about that something and making a making it a productized service. I'm seeing it happen all the time and, you know, I subscribe to these things, I buy these things and I see entrepreneurs doing really really well with these things as well. So Examples. Um, the let's see here. So there's a company called WP Curve. They do uh, unlimited website fixes for a monthly fee. So right there, that's something off my plate. They specialize in WordPress, and I can you know I can just pay them a monthly fee. I don't have to worry about any of my websites anymore. Anything comes down, I need to fix something. It's all off to them. So I don't, I no longer have to do that. There's you know, there's marketing people, there's Facebook ads, there's people with analytics. I use a, a podcasting guy as well who produces my podcast. That's a productized service. And they just do something really well. And because of that, they're able to, to hyper-focus their marketing as well. They know exactly who their target client is, and they can just go straight after those people instead of the general marketing dollars You know, going out there. Um, it's just a lot less effective. So for me, productized services, the, the entrepreneurs going after those, I'm seeing them become a lot more profitable earlier on because they're hyper-focused and uh, you know they're the best at what they do and they're selling that. Excellent. So the other question I love to ask my guests is in addition to you know being observers, I think great entrepreneurs like to leave their mark on the world outside of just making money. So what do you do to give back to the greater good? So f- for me, the life insurance industry has been really good to my family. And, you know, I have a a website, selltermlife.com, where I help other life insurance agents. And every day, 
I'm on the phone with life insurance agents. I don't charge agents anything. And it's, it's more of a passion project because I know what I'm doing and I hear the stress in other people's voices just trying to make it in the industry. They have a passion to help people uh, protect their families and everything. So for me, I never, ever charge anybody to have a phone call with me. I pick up my phone all the time and anybody who has a question, I take time and, and answer those questions because I know I was there once as well. So for me, that's the best way I know right now in my life I can help somebody and that's what I do. You know, I think that is so important because in so many industries when you start off, you show up or maybe you're going along and you've been there a while and you hit a, a rough patch. You look around and there's two problems. One is you don't know who to turn to. Second, there's a lot of charlatans out there who are like, here, pay me a lot of money and I'll help you. And you know, you don't have any money because you're in, you're in a rough patch. And when people are being successful and they're actually willing to take the phone call, I, I talked to a guy two episodes ago, Jeffrey Hazlett, who that was, you know, his thing is, is he coaches CEO level people and he'll take a call from anybody, whether they're, you know, working the front desk or whether they're running the show, you know, he goes, I'll talk to everybody. And he goes, my one caveat is be ready for the call. You know, don't call mm-hmm. me if you don't know why you're calling me. But if someone emails him or calls him, he'll talk to him. And, you know, this is, he's a big deal. I mean, Jeffrey's, you know, he's going to about to release his third best-selling New York Times best-selling book. And, you know, he was the CMO of a couple of, you know, Fortune 500 companies. And, you know, he hangs out with really, really famous people, but he'll take anyone's call. You know, he has no problem with that because he says just what you said. I was there once. And so I think people who, who serve people in that way are doing great things for the greater good because we've all had those mentors who've taken that call right at the right time you know, and have allowed us to be in business. I wouldn't be in business if there weren't several people who did that for me. So like you, I do that you know, pretty much to anyone who calls me. I'll chat with them. Same here. I, I've had several serendipitous meetings with people to get me where I am right now that are really mentors. They, they would never think it, but they really were. And it's because I got the advice that they gave me. And I feel like if I can have that same effect on other agents, then you know, it's, it's completely worth it. So Jeff, if someone was listening to this and they say, I need to know more about Jeff Root or my dad's an insurance person and he's running scared from the internet, that he has to hear about Jeff Root. How do people find you? So I have the podcast over at selltermlife.com where I help life insurance agents build their businesses online and over the phone. And I also have an internet life insurance agency over at rootfin.com is my main agency where we sell life insurance direct to consumer there. And yeah, those are the, my two flagship websites that I that I run every day. Excellent. And that's root, R-O-O-T-F-I-N.com. Correct. And that's where you'll find Jeff Root. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. The fact that you live four blocks away, I'm sure I will hopefully at least run into you soon at the Starbucks in our neighborhood or at the supermarket. And uh, for those of you who listened, hey, thank you so much for being part of this show. You know, I love doing these discussions, but if I didn't know people were listening, it would kind of be lame. And so keep sending those tweets saying, hey, Tom, I listened to you and Jeff Root, you know, and it really meant a lot to me or, or, or send me those emails. Or if you want to call me, I'd, I'd answer the phone too. I really love the fact that people listen and that people are starting to form a little bit of a community. So we actually have a Facebook page for cool things entrepreneurs do. Run over to the Facebook page. I'm, I'm, there's not a lot of discussion going on it now, but I would love to have that page actually become a place where people who are interested in, in launching their own thing or doing something cool or, you know, being able to grow a business would go and ask questions of each other. 
So I haven't really promoted that a lot on the show. Run over to Facebook and and, and join the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do page. So in the meantime, because I'll be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody as cool as Jeff Root. Well, it might be hard to find somebody as cool because he is a San Diego State Aztec. But, you know, we'll, we'll do with whoever we get. No, seriously, we'll be back in a couple of days with another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at @TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great-sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.